Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And uh, football season started last night. The Bears still suck. <laughs> oh, man. what a! Uh, but uh, baseball is heating up, and uh, it's all good. And, you know, markets are heating up. And, you know, we've got, uh, you know, the, the Fed is, is, is in their usual position, lost in space. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Uh, and of course, they are in danger. They're going to butcher this up with the uh, with today's jobs number. Uh, again, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But in the at the end of the day, uh, you've got some some issues, some things happening that uh, uh, don't look great. I would I would suspect the markets are you know nearing a peak. Now again, we're not going to predict the top here. We're just saying I would suspect that you're getting close to, you know, and again, a, a sell-off is not bad for the market. A sell-off doesn't mean the world is coming to an end. A sell-off really is something you would look at as a potential buying opportunity. Okay. That's what we look at sell-offs as, as a potential buying opportunity. That's the way you should look at sell-offs as a potential buying opportunity. Because that's what we're trying to accomplish, right, is, is the opportunities to find spots to put ourselves in a better chance of an investment, okay? So, you know, again, I'm saying that, to me, the markets are due. They're due for a little beatdown. Now, it doesn't mean it'll be tomorrow. But there are enough warning signs that say that something's about to happen. Now, we look at, and we, we, we were constantly waiting for Apple to hit $1 trillion, And it did. So that's, that was the first target. Uh, I look for the 10 years to go over three, three. I, I look for the 10 years to be at three and a half percent by the end of the year. But right now I'm looking for them to get over three. I'm looking for the dollar to remain strong. Okay. So all those factors together and another couple of earnings misses. And I think you're going to see a market start to melt down. Now, again, I am not worried about the market in general. I, I'm a believer that will go up eventually. But I would say that as a trader, I can't wait to find an opportunity to try to get short this market. Uh, but also realizing that I can't wait to buy it once I'm, you know, once it, it, it does what I think it's to do, just like what it did in January. And I think we're getting in that same position. I think we're, 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 we're looking for some troubles. I think you've got a lot of things going on. Uh, and uh, as I look around the, the markets, I think the, the grains have shown that they're uh, somewhat strong. Uh, you know, soybeans uh, were down big overnight and managed to rally all the way back. Uh, corn is held at 377. That's December corn level we were talking about. Uh, wheat continues to be uh, like a bull. Uh, you know, we we were looking for targeting to sell a part of our position at uh, 5.7 and got there yesterday. So, 
I think the thing we look at here is, you know, where can we get the best value, the best bang for our buck? And I think that's, you know, one of the things is, is always value, and it's value with the risk you're willing to take, okay? Uh, and, and I think right now, in my opinion, the value's in the grain markets, value's in the meats. Uh, and there's, I'm sure, listen, there's some stocks that have value. I mean, again, I'm not telling you that none of them have value. And I don't predict that we're going, you know, that, that today's the day. Uh, but I think you always want to find things that you believe are valuable based on what they do. Now, again, we don't like to buy anything unless we have a technical reason to get in. Uh, you know, I would even look at, you know, like a, a, a win, you know, uh, win casinos. I mean, they got hammered on, uh, on uh, earnings. So, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think you've got a, a, a market that, that is, you know, you're seeing when they miss, they get just beaten down into oblivion. Uh, and, and and I wouldn't be surprised to see more of that happening. I, I think that you've got some some issues. I think the I also think that the, the cryptos are of value here, and that's another space again. And I don't want anybody to put uh, uh, I don't want anybody to put all your money into one thing, and I don't want you to say, oh, that's exactly where I want to put all my money. Uh, so you want to, but you want to find uh, you know value at some places. Okay, and that's what you look for. You look for things that have a value to you that 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 makes sense. You know, to me, uh, you know, the grains we were talking about it when they were much lower is they had value. All right, we were talking about the meats when they were much lower; they had value. Okay, uh, we're talking about the cryptos. If you remember when Bitcoin was in the five thousands, we were saying that it was an opportunity, and that's something that we need to always continue to watch is is being able to find that opportunity because we don't know what the next big announcement and really the, the announcements themselves are meaningless the value is in the reaction to the market okay and that's what we have to look for so if you if you think about this put together in your mind a probability model okay so you're looking at a market that's up you know x hundred percent from three hundred percent from the bottoms ten years ago so is it likely to go up another 300% or another 100% or another 50% or another 10% versus going down versus, versus the next big move being down? And it just, again, I'm, you don't play for that, but you should be able to react for when that happens. And never, ever confuse your investing capital with your trading capital. That's a big common mistake is, is many of us can, 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 can mix in uh, our investing money and our trading money, and they should not be mixed, okay? Half the time, I don't even look at my long-term portfolio. In fact, I can tell you that I, I have never looked at my 401k IRA, okay? My SEP, whatever, whatever it's called for self-employed. I've never looked at it, okay? I just keep putting money into it. And I hedge it. I know the, the amount, the approximate amount there. But my point is, I'm not selling it. I'm staying hedged. I'm never getting out. So it doesn't matter. Okay? And even if I wasn't hedging, and I wouldn't be getting out anyways, because again, the minute you try to time the market, just ask all the people that puked out in 08 that missed every market. And now, after a 300% rally, now they think it's safe to get back in the water. And they're getting back in. Now you tell me, you think about that for a minute. Again, you put the, 
put the probability model on that and then think about it. And that should give you a much better answer as to how the markets work and how the markets function. Okay. And you can listen to the pundits talk about the high speed trade and the program trading. doesn't matter. Program trading written by humans. They're listening for, for key words and key statements. It happens all the time. But you should not put yourself in a position to worry about those things. You should strictly, if you're trading, you find a good level to get in to buy or buy or sell. Doesn't matter which side. If you're investing, you find something that you want to own that you can that you understand how to hedge and how to protect it. And that's really what you should be doing, no matter what you're doing. One thing, the, the biggest key that I can teach you today, it's just to be protected. Don't let yourself let your emotions take over. Make sure that your nest egg is protected so that you're not forced to make a bad decision and get out at the worst possible time. Because it'll invariably happen. It happens to everybody. Everybody has a chance to puke, but we want you to have a bag with it. This is The Bubba Show. John Bubba Horowitz. And of course, uh, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm and with football season start. And don't forget to get the Sporting Edge. Uh, it's a great program, and they can both be downloaded at libertytalk.fm. And, of course, our high school investing program as football season starts, so it's back to school. And uh, hopefully we're going to be able to get through our ninth year, but uh, running out of capital. So if you'd like to help us out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's Patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. We're going to step out here for a break, and we will be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horwitz, the Bubba Show coming right back to you. Welcome back to the Bubba Show with Todd Bubba Horowitz. Trump supporting veteran violently attacked by L.A. mob. Now, I know a lot of you don't like Trump, which is fine. But don't you think this is getting ridiculous where people are getting attacked for wearing the hat and wearing the paraphernalia or the, the, the shirts that say Trump on it? Is this not, are we not getting, have we not lost our mind? Is it not bad enough we have to deal with Maxine Waters? Okay. I mean, again, I don't. I, I try not to make it too political, but I mean, this is not political. This is just common sense. I mean, is it time? Isn't it time just to, to, to let it go? Vanguard throws in the towel on precious metals and mining fund. Now, that's the one. This is the one concern I have about being short gold. Now, see, this is this would be something you would look at and say, hmm, if they're giving up, it's probably time to start getting in. Okay, you know, it's it's the same. Market makers and traders that actually trade think about headlines and typically are looking to fade the headlines. So if they're really going to throw in the towel on their precious metal fund, that probably means we're, we're coming very near the bottom because the funds like this, they're never right in a short period of time. They're always, you know, because they have the power to withhold these, they usually will be right over the longer term if they're buying the right asset classes. So when somebody says they're throwing a towel, that to me is um, is a sign that we may certainly be towards the bottom. <laughs> I love all you guys. I wish I could repeat all those things I'm reading. Ten-year Treasury short press bets near record levels. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm expecting a short squeeze. Okay, uh, you know, I, I would I would certainly like to see. I'd like to see a short squeeze because I'd like to sell more again. OK, but remember that that's what will create it. You know, when when everybody's massively short now, the, the people that are short, this are pretty much in the know and they can afford to short even more. 
they're not going to be like a normal investor. But what happens is that normal investors get involved and then they, they panic and that still creates a bigger move. Okay. This position will get bigger, in my opinion, by the guys holding the shorts, but that doesn't mean there won't be a big short squeeze, which means it'll be a better opportunity for us to sell them because the big guys will be selling. Durable goods orders increase 1%, but badly miss expectations. Gee, shocking. It's amazing that we missed expectations. I can't, I can't hardly believe it. How could we possibly miss? The economy is so, everything is so good. How could we possibly miss? It doesn't make sense. But of course it's going to miss. Look, Caterpillar's earnings came out, I think it was today, right? Now, you know they're in good shape because they didn't whine and complain about the, the tariffs and the trade wars. But Tyson Chicken, they, they whined and complained about the trade wars. Again, one of the problems in this whole economy is we, we, we have the ability to make too many excuses. It's the weather, it's the trade wars, it's the dollar. You know what? Run your business properly. You wouldn't have to worry about any of these things. From trade war to currency war. Well, we're back in the currency wars again, of course, because China continues to devalue the, the yuan or the renminbi, whatever you want to call it, both. Uh, and all they're doing is creating so that we're forced to buy your goods. And you know, it, it's, they're, they're taking the tariff side. Okay, they're just reducing the value of the currency. That's all. I mean, this isn't this is an old. I never understood this. I hope maybe there's economists on this call that can explain it to me how how decreasing the value of your dollar makes your GDP better. Okay, I understand the math behind it. I sell more product, but why do I have to decrease value on my own currency? That I never understood. But that's when you don't when you don't have free markets. <laughs> when you when you lack the capacity to have a free market, that's what happens. Fed is on a collision course. You bet they are. Listen, you know, you've, you've got President Trump opening up his yap about interest rates, which he's wrong. Okay. That is not, first of all, he's got no say-so. I mean, outwardly, he's got no say-so, I'm sure. Now, and I don't believe Chairman Powell, or I think I said this last week, will we'll, we'll let him pressure him because, again, you know, we always forget what the ramifications are of these, these stupid programs that we continue to put in. Okay. Because it only helps the upper upper half a percent of people, right? So they're they you watch that they're doomed, and, and it may start it may start Wednesday. You know, if we get uh, too big of a too hot of a number on Friday, you know, if we get let's say the jobs are I don't even know what they're expecting, but let's say they're expecting two hundred thousand, and we get four hundred thousand, and let's say we get an increase in uh, uh, in in pay. And everything is great. You know what that means, right? That means the market will probably tank, okay? Because, again, we've got too many people holding on to these, this, this low interest environment, which is not natural, okay? We're in an unnatural market right now. Volatility is coming. You can bet on it, okay? Again, we saw it. We've talked about this for weeks here, that it, it's, if it holds, it's probably going to pop. And you know, we're going to get one of those big, nasty, volatile runs, Okay? And that will combine in with the market selling off. I don't know when it's going to happen, but you can already see some breakage. And we'll see it when we look at some of the stocks, but you can already start to see some breakage here. The fang canary in the coal mine, the canary in the coal mine. I don't know. You know, again, you look at some of these stocks, they're, they're starting to, to, to fall apart. So it's, it's interesting. QE might have devastating consequences. 
Well, we know it's going to have devastating consequences. I said something, and the minute they came out with this, I did a TV spot or a radio spot, and I said, you cannot borrow your way out of debt. It never works. I mean, yes, it's worked for 10 years, and, and I'm happy that everybody's 401ks and IRAs are doing better. But it, it, it's going to only, fortunately, most of you are hedged, which is great because, you know, you'll see the enjoyment uh, you'll get when these markets do melt down because you'll be buying all that stock at the bottom again when they have to come out and bail it out again. But you don't think that there's, there's not going to be some kind of consequence here. Here, housing market headed for broadest slowdown in years. Well, of course it's slowing down There's no because the, nobody's making enough money. You can't really borrow money either, even though we have record low interest rates. You know, um, you know, it's 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 been uh, just one of these things. Again, it goes back to the cheap money. But then you really can't get the cheap money. So who, who's going to buy the houses? And if I can't and then I, and then, you know, I'm not. But many people are underwater in our house already. So, again, it's, it's going to create another problem. How about this? Oil prices could top 120. You know, I always love it when you get these uh, these, these huge uh, calls. And I'm not saying it never can get there. But I always love when you get these huge calls. Now, who do you think made that call? I don't really know. But who do you think made that call? And what was wrong with saying maybe oil can get to 75 or 80? Okay. No, it's going to 120. You don't think there's any manipulation behind that 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 uh, that big uh, name, do you? You don't think that they're trying to to, to have people start buying buying up the oil market, are you? So that they can sell it and short the crap out of it, which they already are. You don't think there's any you don't think there's any of that business going on, do you? Here's what we lost in the last decade. Again, here's the the income inequality. Okay, it continues to go to the upper half a percent. And the, every, the everyday guy like me continues to go down. I mean, I, do we, does anybody not see that? Am I the only one who sees it? I mean, I don't understand. Home sales slump, we did that. The demise of the fangs. This is a perfect charting opportunity. Okay, here you can see. Okay, this is a little bit of a double top. This is starting to break down. So, again, you know, you certainly wouldn't want to be a buyer of those right here. You know, everybody, you'll hear, buy the dip, buy them all. They're going to the moon. But, you know, one of the things you always have to remember is that, you know, markets do have cycles and markets do go up and they do go down. They don't go straight up or they don't go straight down. And it looks to me, you know, with Apple hitting uh, $1 trillion, uh, that was our target as a potential spot to sell anyways. So, again, we, we weren't going to sell right off the number, but certainly, you know, I think you're coming to a point where we should be looking for an opportunity for the markets to start heading lower. <clears throat> now, investors should be just hedged and not worried about it. And, uh, you know, traders, we're looking for a spot to be short. And, you know, again, it doesn't mean we're going to jump in this minute and get short. It means that we need to keep our eyes out and be prepared for uh, for the next move. But certainly, I believe the next move has a much greater chance of being lower than being higher. And again, that doesn't mean we won't grind higher for a couple of days. Again, I can't tell you that, but I can tell you that over the long term, I think you're going to make a lot more on the downside from this point in staying, planting the market. 
In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, make sure you go to libertytalk.fm and download The Bubba Show each and every day, as well as The Sporting Edge on the weekends. I'm sure the boys will have a lot for you this weekend, so check it out at libertytalk.fm. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, we're going to step out here for a break. We'll be back with more of The Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, The Bubba Show. We're coming right back to you. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, is this time different? And, of course, it's different this time. Does anybody out there believe that it's different this time? Is there one person out there that believes it is different? Anybody? Okay. And if it is, if you believe it's different, tell me what is different about this market. Okay. That would be my question. If you believe that it's different, tell me what is different about the market. Because isn't everybody telling you that this time is different? Aren't you hearing? I, I heard the tech and convergence or whatever, some stupid name by somebody. I mean, do we really believe that all of a sudden magically markets are different than they've been in, in the history? Do we actually believe the, the fact that it's going to be a, a different ending? I mean, again, this is what makes a market. And again, I'm not telling you we're going down today. I'm just telling you that, you know, there's going to be a meltdown, just like the one that was in January. Okay. Now that one bounced back, which is fine. Uh, again, you know, we're believers in the market over the long haul. But in any short period of time, anything can happen. And, and, and we see that we are a little bit overvalued here. Now, again, it doesn't mean that the selling starts tomorrow. It just means that it's it's time to be a little bit more defensive. And, of course, you know that we don't we don't try to rotate from one sector to another. We for for defensive purposes, we just simply, um, you know, hedge. So I don't have to worry about it. And and and, and then you, you continue to, you know, to 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 trade on. All right. And as a trader, you look for opportunity. So that's really what it's all about is the opportunities that you can find by watching and checking the footprint of the market. And, and I've always, you know, warn you to, to not try to listen to uh, pundits and analysts because they're all full of crap. They all have an agenda as to what they want. Me, I have no agenda. I tell you what I think, exactly what I think when I think it. Uh, you know, everybody forgets I'm an independent trader. I have I don't manage money for anybody. Okay, 
So that's what, what I'm about. I'm just telling you what I think. And that's, you know, the difference when you tune on, tune in on to, you know, CNBC or Fox or any of those others. The people that you're watching all have an agenda. They've got a, a book of business. None of them put their own money at risk. They make money either way, whether Mark goes up or goes down, whether you make money or not, they make money. Okay. And that's not what we're about here. We're about, hey, let's let's get it right. So I, I think the markets are in a, in a little bit of a problem here. And again, I'm not going to tell you we're going to go down tomorrow. I'm just going to tell you that it's 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 time to be cautious, uh, unless you're hedged. If you're hedged, you can be as aggressive as you want. That's the beauty. Okay. I mean, I bought Whirlpool down at 120 or whatever it was when it got down to, and hedged it because I mean I figured maybe we get a bounce. If not, I'm going to hedge it anyways. Uh, I bought the U.S. Steel yesterday down 10 percent. On, because I can hedge it. So why can't? Why shouldn't I step in front of the bus? You know, we talk a lot about uh, about not catching the falling knife. Well, why shouldn't I catch the falling knife? If I can hedge the falling knife, why not step in front of it? I mean, there's a greater likelihood to get some sort of a bounce under any circumstances. So why not step in front of the bus? Okay, that's the beauty of hedging the market is you can step in front of the bus. And then, of course, the, the guys who talk about all the, the, the wonderful cheap stuff you can do. You know, look, markets have not changed in the history of markets. The only thing that's changed is the speed at which we trade. The only thing that's changed is, is the way that we get information. Basically, what happens today is, is the, you get information so much faster, so the markets are just ahead of everything. But it just means things happen faster. So corrections are faster, uh, rallies are faster, but at the end of the day, we're at the same market. Okay, you know, it, it, it's it, it, I, I I love the way the the pundits and experts go. Oh, we're hundred points. My God, oh, we're up hundred. We're down hundred. Big deal. You know, again, I started trading when the Dow was under a thousand. Okay, so a ten point move then was oh my God. You know, I mean, so are we really to the point, you know, the the, the bigger the, the number, the bigger the move. That's all. It's not a big deal. And, and I don't understand why everybody wants to make it out to be such a big deal. That's just my, my views. I mean, I know it sells ad time and it makes, you know, stations and networks number one and number two. But to me... It's it's just a bunch of BS, which is really misleading to the average investor. And as you know, I have a a great deal of concern for the average investor because they typically get screwed the most by either some of these, you know, these false promises or the way the news is reported. I mean, this isn't you know a left or right issue. This is a money issue. And and I don't like, to, you know, I want everybody to have a fair shot to make money in the markets. And, and that's what always bugs me is when we get, you know, a lot of this, you know, bogus uh, reporting. And, you know, you see all these reports, these these things are, 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 are put out to trigger, to trigger your emotion, to force you to reach into your pocket. I saw one the other day, you know, re retire on a, on a shoestring. You know, there's no way to retire on a shoestring. There's no, there, there, is, there is no magic, okay? There is an understanding 
and there's a, a money management and there's a discipline. Okay. Most people fail on their discipline. Okay. Most people fail because they either overinvest into a market uh, at the wrong time, and you should never overinvest, but you overinvest at the wrong time, which you'll be then be forced. Remember, you are tested all the time. Okay. In, in trading, in investing, you're always being tested. Now, you know, I've had a number of tests in my 39 years, and I failed a lot of them. I mean, I owned Amazon at 30. I sold it at 60. Okay. Never once bought a share back. So how, how good is that? Okay. Uh, I bought NVIDIA at 15. I sold it at maybe 18 or 19. Okay. So again, I, but these are the decisions that you have to make throughout your trading career, throughout your investing career. But the, the key is, is not to get emotional about the, the decisions that you make. Anytime in the world of money, if you make an emotional decision, you're probably going to be wrong. As we, as I said here a couple of times, is on the trading floor when we could see somebody's tonsils, we knew they were wrong. We were going to, we're going to be able to give them whatever they want because they were dead wrong. And that is something that we talk about consistently is is the the human emotion and and the when when people get the fear of missing out which i think is what you're seeing now because the market won't break uh you 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 get that opportunity you have people chasing the market now i'm convinced and i have some proof or evidence not proof but evidence that the insiders are the ones that are selling right now uh on these all these buybacks so the money that's the buyers are the retail trade. Typically, the retail trade is always last to the party. So my concern is that you know you're going to get in here, and again, there's nothing wrong with buying. Again, I'm a believer you should be investing every month. You know, X amount of dollars, whatever, ten dollars, twenty, fifty, hundred thousand, whatever you can afford. But. You can't put in more than you can afford because you have to be able to be to to to, set, to take a drawdown. You have to be able to know that you that you're not it's not going up every day. And if you if you overinvest, you know if you invest ten thousand, if you have total ten thousand to your name and you invest it all, and the market takes a twenty percent or thirty percent haircut, well then you're going to panic most likely and puke it out. That is the difference in what makes a difference between a great investor a great trader and a crappy investor and a crappy trader is how you handle <clears throat> the winners and how you handle the losers. Now that's again, because, you know, handling the winners and one of the things that, that, that we do, that's one of the things that the hedging thing that we do does is the man, the winners take care of themselves. They, they manage themselves as due to the losers. But it, the point is, is that you don't have to make that decision. I mean, I could buy Amazon today with the maximum risk of, you know, three to four percent. OK, yet I could benefit all the way up. And that's what the key in the investing world is, is being able to be alive and be there. Because one thing we know for sure. This time is not different. This is not a new economy. This is not a tech convergence or whatever, whatever the guy called it. I don't remember. It was just it just pissed me off when I heard it. 
Okay. These markets at some point, and what, what that point is, I have no idea. But we will sell off 20, 30, 40, 50% from here at some point. Okay. It may, it may be from higher levels, but it's going to happen. Be prepared for it. Mentally prepare yourself to, to have it happen. No. So that's why you keep some, some powder dry. So that when it does happen, you're you're buying instead of selling. You want to be like Mr. Potter. You want to be buying when others are selling. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. LibertyTalk.fm is the only station you need, and that's where you download the Bubba Show and the Sporting Edge. And, of course, don't forget to get Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free at uh, BubbaTrading.com. You go there. You fill out the little box that pops up. No credit card required. No billing information, nothing. Just fill it out. And every day after the close, I will send you an update of what I saw happen and what I expect to happen tomorrow. The Bubba Show Top of Wars will be right back after the break with more. The Bubba Show. Come back to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, and it's time for Indiana Wants Me. Lord, I can't go back there. It's Jane King, <laughs> yeah. Lila Max, me, the Kaching Report. What's up, Jane King? Hey, Todd. Good to be back in New York, but great to go home and visit Indiana. So the kids were introduced to a four-wheeler on the farm and loved it. Um, they learned how to drive it, and we're just driving it all day on Saturday. And we had a little whistle ball right by the cornfield game, so that was fun, too. That's great. So, uh, so uh, let's get the report. What do your brothers and your family say about the uh, the trade wars, the tariffs, and the uh, the overall farming community? Okay, so some really interesting stuff. So um, we all had lunch together on Saturday, and so everybody was there. So I had a lot of different opinions. And so I have two nephews who are farmers, two brothers who are farmers. Um, my brother-in-law helps out on a farm. He's retired from a factory. And uh, so lots of insight. And they basically... Um, so if you look at a historical price chart, that um, the prices are about the same as they've been. Like if you take that chart and stretch it out, so they don't think in the long term this has had a huge impact on prices. Um, they said China has to have beans. Um, what's going to stop them from buying U.S. beans? Also, they say China is buying beans from Argentina, but the U.S. is selling beans to Argentina. So China has ended up buying U.S. beans anyway. Um, I asked him about the $12 billion that um, the Trump administration and the USDA has said that they plan to distribute to farmers to kind of help them with all the pain. Um, they said they haven't seen any evidence, haven't heard anything about how that's going to work, but they imagine it will be distributed right before the election, which is probably pretty savvy to say that. Um, and the bottom line was they felt like if this was worked out in a year, that it's all going to be worth it, that they can take the pain now. So it's a really interesting conversation. And Give you a little more context than what you hear on TV. So old city boy Bob is kind of right with thinking with your with your brothers and your family, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they're being patient with it. Um, they understand what's been going on. They think it needs to be leveled out. Everything needs to be reset and made fair again. And they're willing to be patient. It sounds like for at least a year. And then we'll reevaluate. <laughs> so what do you think about the Democratic Party uh, parading around, uh, I think it was named Ocasio? <laughs> All over the country. Oh, yeah. Okay, from New York. Uh huh. What do you think? Of, what do you think about all that? <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I know some people think she, she does have some appeal, I think, to like younger, like college students who have just had their experience basically in college. They haven't been out. Uh, they're not really very um, worldly. They haven't 
um, experience the workforce too much yet. So, I mean, I, I don't think she's going to end up being a big force in the Democrat Party. I mean, President Obama didn't even endorse her. And that tells you something. Uh, that's a big, fat signal right there. So, I mean, you know, she's got a lot of energy. She's cute. Um, you know, she's kind of hip to college students. But I think beyond that and maybe some people in her district and a few other like Bernie Sanders supporters, she's not going to have a lot of appeal. Um, I mean, all you have to do is look at Venezuela and see their one million percent inflation rate and realize socialism is an epic failure. Well, I mean, that's been the case obviously forever, and and we we all know that story. But you know, when you when you don't understand, you you tend to to find that with that way. And of course, we know it it doesn't work. And of course, uh, there's a lot of things going on, and and we 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 were the off again, on again trade war and you know on tuesday we're going to have a deal on wednesday the deal's off uh what what are your thoughts of how this is working and how trump's handling the negotiation on these uh on these items well he's standing firm which i I think you absolutely have to do i mean this is the biggest game on the planet and the u.s and china and a trade war i mean look if you're going to start this um you're going to have to be tough and you're going to have to stick with it so i think i think he's doing the right thing by not budging and even upping the ante i mean i you know it's hard um i'm sure it's stressful for him he doesn't show it (laughs) but i I think if if you're going to fix this problem this is where you got to be i mean the chinese are um they're very smart um, they're very patient. They're very good negotiators. And I think he knows that. And I think he knows that he has to stand tough. Uh, their stock exchange, by the way, in China was the second largest in the world. And after all this, it's now the third. So Japan has overtaken it. So they're feeling some pain as well. So um, this isn't we've got leverage. And if this is a battle he's going to take, then he's playing it the right way, I think. Well, I mean, our economy is is once again growing. Uh, you know, things are good. I, I don't think they're as good as they should be. And I, I don't think the Fed is doing a very good job. But that's besides the point. I mean, we are still growing. We've got a big demand for jobs. And hopefully job the wages will start to pick up. But I do believe that we should hold their feet to the fire right now. And, and, and again, we're not asking for an unreasonable deal. We're asking for just a, a fair and free trade, which I don't know about you, but nothing I'd like to see better than, 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 than true free markets. I'm really tired of the, the market manipulation by, by the Fed, by the government, by the countries, and, and the currency wars. I would just like to see asset classes price themselves. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah. And we're asking China not to steal our stuff. I mean, come on. I mean, this is like, you know, and there may be stuff going on behind the scenes. I mean, the Chinese are, you know, they have the Asian culture. They don't want it, especially Xi. I mean, he, um, you know, he's president for life of China. I mean, he, the last thing he wants to do is look emasculated or embarrassed. So there might be some stuff going on. You know, maybe Steve Mnuchin is meeting with some of his deputies, something that nobody knows about. I mean, I would be surprised if that wasn't happening. So I, I think it's going to get worked out. They have to do it. Um, I mean, they have to for their own economy and their own people or, you know, she is going to have a revolution on his hands. So um, I, I think it will get worked out. I think we're going to end up with a fair deal. It may not be perfect. But I think we're going to end up with something better. And I think they need to stop stealing our stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, but we know that we steal people's stuff. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like the way that they do business for you. If you want to open in China, you got to give up 51% of your company. But all everybody steals, right? I mean, am I wrong? Do not all te- even technology companies steal from each other, don't they? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they do it to the extent that China does. I mean, do they create anything there? I mean, do they innovate anything in China? Um, 
I mean, they, they've even gone to the point where their people come here in universities and steal research that's not even patented yet. So, I mean, they're kind of the king of all stealing in the world, even if there is some that takes place here and there. But they're really kind of known for that. No, you're 100% right. Listen, they're the pirates of pirates, right? I mean, you want a, you want something pirate? You want a pirate pair of Nikes? You want a pirate a video? You go to China. Oh, yeah. For, I mean, they have fake Apple stores in China. <laughs> it's just blatant, and they don't even care. And... I think, you know, they're, they need to start, I mean, they're so smart and they study so much. I mean, one of the elite high schools is about a block from my house and I see the kids getting dismissed sometimes and they're 90% Chinese. And this high school has partnerships with Intel and, you know, really great experiences for high school kids. Um, but they got to come up with their own stuff. And, um, I mean, you know, maybe they will. Maybe they'll figure this out. Maybe this is the thing that makes them figure it out. I don't know that they will. I think they'll continue. Listen, I remember back 30, 40 years ago with the, in the machine tool industry, they used to come to a show, and they'd take a picture of the machine, and, and we couldn't produce it for a year, but they'd have it out in 45 days. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and they're not, you know, it's, it's interesting because, like, they're not, like, super entrepreneurial. Like, they don't have that, like, maverick culture in the DNA like the U.S. does. You know, maybe they've stems from our Wild West days or whatever that we're out there disrupting stuff and knocking tables over and and uh, where they're kind of more quiet and polite and just study. And, um, you know, so maybe maybe they'll kind of learn a little bit how to create their own stuff and um, and then we'll, you know, then they'll be a real competitor on the world market instead of actually stealing things. Uh, yeah, well, it, it would be nice. I mean, again, I, I think that we see a lot of improvement. Uh, anything that you see that, that grabs your fancy, anything that uh, that's out there that you think is really good or really bad? Hmm. Well, good question. I mean, I guess, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what um, what the trade issues do to GDP for the rest of the year. That's going to start showing up. Um, so we'll see. And I think just, you know, I, I'm super fascinated by what's going to happen in the midterm elections. Um, are we going to see blue wave? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I just think that um, the public is getting really tired of all the anger and all the, um, you know, nastiness that is going on, mostly from the Democrat side, to be honest. And um, there's just a woman rammed a guy's truck this week. She had a Trump bumper sticker on it. I hate that. I, I, think, I hate that. Oh, God. I mean, it's just unbelievable, like, what's happening. And um, so I think, you know, I think people are going to hopefully teach them a lesson um, that this is not not the way to live a civil society. So the midterm elections are going to be very, very interesting this year. Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Continuing Report. Thank you so much. Thanks, Todd. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you back here on Monday. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.